What is the most powerful force in the universe? What's all that Mouth. Spanish junk right there? Uh, who knows? Mouth, Mouth, you said you could translate. Translate, right here. Yeah, translate it. Ye intruders beware. Crushing death and grief. Soaked with blood of the trespassing thief. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one. Can never have sex. Big no no! Big no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. The sin, it's an extension of something. Okay, so hey and welcome to episode 8 of Heather May's Magical Podcast. I am joined by the lovely Leo Laredo. Hello. He is going to be my special guest on this episode. And we're going to talk about a lot of different things. So I'm really glad that you guys are tuning in once again. And it's great to have you all here. So Leo, how has your week been? Uh, it's been busy with, uh, with Halloween and everything. I've yeah. been... Um, I'm a beauty consultant and trainer for Walgreens, mm-hmm. and so um, I had training, and then I had two days of Halloween makeovers. Cool. So How was that? It's been good. Um, last year, I did 27 makeovers in three days. That was kids and adults and all kinds of fun That's stuff. A lot. This year, um, I'm doing less. Day- I, I'm doing it tomorrow again. Okay. Um, but I did it Friday and Saturday, and. Um, the makeup is a lot more intricate and okay. like I'm taking more chances and I'm pretty proud of myself. They're they're pretty out there. So what has been one of your favorite looks you've done this season so far? The crack doll. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. I did a little a little girl, she she we'd been planning it for like three weeks and her and her sister and her mom came in. I think she was like eleven and uh yeah, I mean, just beautiful face, gorgeous, you know, eyelashes and everything. And then she comes in, and I just, like, make her look like this cracked-out doll. Oh, my so, goodness. It was really cool. Was it, like, a china doll that's been broken? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Like a porcelain doll that's That is so broken. cool. Yeah. I love makeup art. I just, it's it's the best. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so did you, um, did you go anywhere for Halloween this weekend? Did you um, go to any events or anything? No, I had, um... I'm supposed to maybe be going out with my sister tomorrow. Okay. Um, and they're going to, you know, some some bar to watch the game. Yeah. Um, so, which I don't really follow, but it's a way to get out there and put yourself out there. So. You know, and I hate to say this, like, I don't really follow sports either. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really happy that, don't get me wrong, because, I mean, I live in Houston, mm-hmm. and 
have much respect for all of the Houston Texans and the Astros mm-hmm. and everything, and I'm really glad that they're where they're at. Yeah. But everybody else is getting into it, and I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm definitely like uh, like hurrah and and you're yeah. awesome, and I'm you know I'm happy for our, our city, um, and I'll be excited for you know when they win. I think we definitely can yeah, use that yeah. for sure, and I'll be excited for them. But I I I get too rowdy when I go to places and and actually watch the game. I get too upset and I'm yelling and. Yeah, so oh, yes. I tend to just stay stay away from that so I don't get too crazy. It's better just to stay neutral. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have this theory, too. It's like I've always told people who watch games or whatever, and they're getting super upset about, you know, them not winning, and I'm like, turn the TV off, uh-huh. walk away, use my theory. They'll win if you don't watch it. Yeah. And then you turn it back on, and then it's all great, and they're like, oh, I scored. And I'm like, I told you, just turn it off. Don't watch it. Walk away. That's how so. I feel about um, video games. If I get upset that I'm not, like, doing something right or I'm not getting mm-hmm. to a certain point or level, I'll just shut it off. I do. <laughs> I do that, that with GTA a lot. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get really mad. I'm, like, trying to, like, get away from these cops or, like, these kids that are half my age are playing in a room with me and they're just like murdering me like yeah. over and over <laughs> and over and I just get so mad I'm like I'm done I'm quitting and I, I would just rather, turn it off <laughs> I'd rather watch it than, than watch someone play yeah. than actually play it because yeah. it's just like, I'm no good at shooting games at all I'm okay like I'm okay but I'm not by any means great to some of those players and like the modders and different things that are in the game yeah. like you just can't beat them. Have you seen the ones where they they go to space? Yes. That's crazy. Like what? But yeah, that's it's so cool. I remember when it first came out, and then they went to yeah, yeah. They had this cool. one mod that was probably my favorite, but they did. You know, like do you remember Vanessa Carlton, yeah. the singer who played the piano, <laughs> yeah. and she had the piano and she was like going down the street playing <laughs> oh, it. God. They did that in GTA. That's awesome. So that was just like really cool. Okay, since Halloween is coming up, uh-huh. and we've talked a little bit about some of the makeup looks you've done, mm-hmm. I know we talked a little bit before about asking you just some different questions and things, uh-huh. but I know you're not a super fan of horror movies, but you like thrillers, so... So, I like, I don't like horror, gory horror, like okay. Saw and Hostel. I've seen both of the first films, uh-huh. but um, that's when I ended it, because I'm like, no, too much for me. Um, pointless, psychotic, just why would you want to put that in your brain? Um, and and uh, so I don't like gory horror movies. Okay. I, I love supernatural horror movies. Okay. Um, stuff that, you know, like The Conjuring was so cool and um, Annabelle and all the paranormal activities. Um, I, yeah, growing up we weren't allowed to watch those kinds of movies, mm-hmm. so um, it, I was all about Disney growing up, you know, and in a in a um, very strict Christian household, okay. so we weren't allowed to listen to certain types of music oh, yeah. or watch certain kinds of movies. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, I think the, 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 the worst movie that we saw, or not the worst, but the most horror one was uh, Escape to Witch Mountain. And because it had the word witch to it, yes. like, we were not, like, really allowed to watch it. 
So, but we would, we would sneak out, my sister and I, more my sister, and um, we would watch movies like Poltergeist and... Poltergeist. Um, yeah, I do too. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, like, and even the new Poltergeist I really love. I didn't see it. Oh, it's, I, well, I think Ryan Reynolds. I mean, come on. <laughs> he was in that one? Yeah, yeah, I really? think so. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Reynolds. Well, I know he was in the new Amityville. Oh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking about. What did I say? Poltergeist. Poltergeist. No, Poltergeist was. Um, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. But yes, it was. It was a. It's. It was an. an, an uh, one of the, the new, um, or recent, um, leading men. You know, I can't remember who it was. It's so hard were. because there's so many people that have crossed over to like. There's a lot of times I'm thinking of something. I'm like, who is this person? And I know them, but I can't think of it right away. Yeah, there, there's, um, what I love is the remakes. I love the remakes because there mm-hmm. are, it's like a new twist and the technology, effects technology is different and so much more better. high end. And so it actually does make it a little um, scarier, which I really enjoy. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, the other one was, um, oh, so like my really foray into like, real like you know the whole genre was and this is so dumb um because i remember watching um freddy krueger and all that i've yeah. never seen the halloween movies never seen You've them never seen never. them oh um but um it was um uh texas chainsaw massacre yeah uh and then years and years later um oh gosh what's the name of that the it was the um the, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yes. And I remember when it first came out that summer, like, I think it was summer 99. Yep. And we, we, I went with a whole bunch of friends to the theater to watch it, and um, it was intense. It was really, it was really intense. intense. And we got yelled at by one of our, um, one of our, like, advisors. Again, it was at a Christian college. Okay. So we got yelled at for going to watch a demonic movie. And, um, but I loved it. And so I actually, um, the next, um, not that summer, but that spring, mm-hmm. that went, that Christmas, that my parents had given me a video camera for Christmas. Okay. So I'd asked for it, and so they get got me one. And it was like, one of those old, like, high eight tapes, you know? <laughs> yes. So I ended up um, that next uh, spring. We uh, we did our own movie, and it was called the Screaming Johnny Project. Oh, that's so and cool! And there was a whole like scre- there was a whole like urban legend about Screaming Johnny and um, this whole backstory and everything. And there was this really cool like trail behind our our college. That is so cool. And um, I just took a whole bunch of my theater friends and I said, "Let's go improv a." A movie, mm-hmm. and so we did, and it was fun. That is really cool. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of um. Well, I was. My mom was kind. Of, my mom was kind of like super cool, but she was also like very like you're very. I've talked about her before in a couple other podcasts, but she was a phenomenal lady. But then she kind of put the fear of God in you too. Mm-hmm. But she was really cool and open. You know, let me watch all types of stuff and different things. And I mean, I watched. Tons of stuff, but I was not allowed to watch The Exorcist forever. Oh, man. She told me, she was like, she told me, she told my friend, she was like, you just don't let her watch it. She's not the type of person that needs to see a movie like that. 
And I watched it as I got older, you know, finally, like, in my mid-20s, one of my friends made me watch it or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even watch it. Like, anything with, like, really, like, devil or anything like that, it just, it scares me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really fine with, like, gore. I actually love the movie Hostel. Oh. It's, like, one of my favorites. So, we're the exact opposite. Exact okay. opposite's there. And, but it's just, like, I can't do anything, like, super devil like, it just, it scares me. For some reason, it's just, I don't know if it's because of, like, my spirituality or whatever I have, but it just gives me, like, you just don't mess with stuff like that, you know? It's interesting because as a, as a preacher's kid, mm-hmm. growing up in the church and, yeah. you know, experiencing all these different spiritual phenomena mm-hmm. and stuff and, and uh, um, you know, through my dad's ministry and, you know, just being in, in a church kid, you know? Yeah. Um, I, like, I love all the Exorcist movies. Yeah, like, I just can't I'm, do it. I'm like, yeah, you go, you get him. <laughs> get that demon out, you know? Um, like, I just watched, uh, The Last Exorcism. Okay, I haven't seen it. So good. I can't. So good because yeah. it actually goes into, like, it, it, um, it follows basically, it's that whole, you know, um, uh, Blair Witch Project, you know, first person mm-hmm. camera thing. And it follows this preacher's kid okay who um is like a minister and he shows the ways that um ministers just can say anything and get an audience riled up get a congregation riled up Uh um and then you know that they they say and do certain things to make it seem like there's a spirit coming out of them or different things Mm -hmm. so his whole thing was to um debunk the whole thing and just okay. expose it okay and just say yeah, i've been making money off of this these exorcisms for years and they're all fake and i'm going to show you how they're fake um and then he goes to this he's like, i'm gonna i get letters every week this is we're gonna pick the first letter and we're gonna go to that place and it uh-uh. was this farm and they go and there's this girl and uh yeah it was and then like it he he it shows him setting up the room to like mm-hmm. make the bed move and to you know yeah all the stuff uh and then he's like yeah well it's gone and he like he did it he did his thing and it's gone uh only it wasn't no <laughs> those things don't go anywhere uh, no like... and it was way worse like than what it what and like i was like what the, like where it ended up <laughs> yeah i was like wait what <laughs> no yeah so um yeah i can like the right the right is a great movie it, it, it's not as like it's not as scary uh-huh. and not as gross as far as like you know people bending over and you know um talking in demonic sounds and oh all, you know, all that stuff <laughs> but Stop. uh you can't do that <laughs> but uh it's not yeah it's, it's a good movie so yeah it's it's movies like that that um um i don't know i've i've always been into like supernatural thrillers yeah. and stuff like that did you ever like the movie the craft Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, yeah, I love the movie sure. The Craft. It's so good. For sure. It was so good. Ver, uh, what, was it, what was her name? Faruka Salts? A Faruka Balk? Or I can't... I can't... But she she was in The Worst Witch, too. Was she? She was the little girl in The Worst Witch. That movie from the 80s with Tim Curry. Faruza Balk. That? that was her name. Yes. She... So she she was um, Dorothy in The Return to Oz. Yes, she was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was... 
incredible in that movie. I know. Um, but that whole cast was incredible. It was incredible. really good. Early Nev Campbell. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I know. And then she gets into Scream. Yes, God. See, I can I can handle Scream. Okay. I can handle Scream because it's that's weird. It's murder, uh-huh. <laughs> murder gore, and not. Um, I don't know, not psychotic gore. Yeah. You know, like psychotic gore. Like, forget about the human centipede. There's no No, No, I tried to watch that, and I watched it for like, this was years ago when it came out or whatever. And I tried to watch it for like five or ten minutes, and I was like, I'm done. I was like, this is the grossest thing I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And there shouldn't even be a movie about no, it. No, I, I, I don't, yeah, the, the, whoever, you know, conceived of it, um, like, Okay, I guess good on you, but I wish they would put their creativity to something a little. I don't know, just ugh, gross. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Mm -mm. Yeah, that was just too much. And then there's a second one, really. I think there's like three of them. (gasps) No, no, no. I think there's like three of them, and I would never even. I just I couldn't. I was like, this is horrible. I remember just watching it, and it was just so bad. Yeah, my friends um, had it on the background, and I just like walked away and I was doing something else in another room and I could hear it and I was like no just I have no no desire to see that or have put you that ever seen this brain. movie called Motel Hell it's like a cult classic it's like so it's like an old movie no have you but heard it of it? sounds like something I'd want to watch it's really interesting it's kind of like a sp- I mean I would say around the Texas Chainsaw Massacre time that they wrote the movie okay. it was kind of in that genre a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was basically about this guy who kind of had this the get up of like Ed Gein, like the real true story about the killer. Okay. They did all this stuff, but they had his character kind of portrayed as this like farm person with like this motel and he like had like, you know, pigs and different things that he killed that he like, you know, cooked and stuff or okay. whatever. And then his wife was really weird, and they owned, like, this motel, and, like, people would come and stay, and then they would plant their bodies in their cabbage garden. It's <laughs> so weird. I know. You have to you have to watch it. Wow. Like, because we talked about it now, you have to watch it. Yeah. Because it's just so weird. But I like really... I like stuff that other people don't like. <laughs> but then they start to like it. Like, after I tell them about it, they're like, where do you find this stuff? And apparently my mom watched it when she was like, you know, back in the day, you know, and it was popular or whatever, but it kind of has that Texas chainsaw feel. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses came out later too, kind of played off of that too. Have you seen that one? Uh, I will not see that. (laughs) Anything Rob Zombie, I just won't. Okay. I've heard a lot about just how, again, to me, see, you you say, you know, the whole, like, if it's demonic, I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. But... To me, if you're seeing something like a Rob Zombie movie that's so disturbing mm-hmm. that it leaves an impression on you, okay, um, that and like a true impression on you, uh-huh. uh, like where you dream about it, or you know, um, I just I can't. I understand. And like especially Rob Zombie, I've just I've seen snippets and clips, and I'm like, no, no, I can't. I don't like his movie though, The Devil's Rejects. That was a spinoff of The House of a Thousand Corpses. And that was too intense and gory for me. Yeah. It was just too much. Like, it was kind of on the borderline of just, like, sinister and, like, evil. And, yeah. like, I didn't like it. Yeah. But... It's, like, for the sake of being mm-hmm. gory and evil. Yeah. It's, like, let's see how far we can push the envelope. And I'm, like, um, 
Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> not, that's like, you shouldn't even open that envelope. That's, that should have stayed closed, yeah. Okay, so, um, would you ever buy a haunted doll? That's a good one. Um, yeah, no. No, okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy a haunted doll. I think the idea of a haunted doll, doll is is um cool for a movie or a mm-hmm. book or yeah. you know, something like that. I thought Annabelle was great. Um there's that movie Boy too that that's that. about a little like a boy doll. Mm-mm. Um I don't do dolls. I don't you know <laughs> I I like so this is cr- I'll say this. This okay. is crazy. Um my mom collected porcelain dolls, and okay. she she got them on special occasions on certain you know okay, yeah. different things and stuff. And when they would go on a trip or something, and she would get a, a porcelain doll and stuff. My my dad gave her a couple, you know, uh, a couple of times, and then um, I gave her one. So I still have the one mm-hmm. um, after she passed. Um, you know, everything was gotten rid of a lot of stuff, um, and then passed on to her sisters and my sister. Um, but I kept, um, this one that I thought was so beautiful. Um, and she's kept in like, the, the, like this little trunk mm-hmm. and it's like a tiny little trunk and it has like an extra dress, but you open it and that's how you're supposed to display it. Oh. So that kind of thing, like to me, it's comforting mm-hmm. to see it and to think of, um, you know, my mom touched that doll and, yeah. you know, my mom loved that doll and, and, um, so it's it's to me it's something to of, of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, now the whole Annabelle thing, you know, have you seen Annabelle? I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that whole thing was, you know, <laughs> it was a demon trying to stay in the house and all that kind of stuff. So that, you know, yeah, that's crazy and creepy. Um, but like Puppet Master and all those stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I no, I wouldn't buy a haunted yeah. doll. Yeah. No. I wouldn't either because it's just kind of it's kind of like, you know, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And it's like I okay, so like I'm I don't know how you are on this, but I'm a big thrift store person. Uh-huh. I love like shopping for vintage things. Yes. I love buying stuff that like, you know, anything that just like sparks my interest, mm-hmm. like clothing, accessories, home decor, anything. But it's like sometimes I, sometimes I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, am I going to buy this picture and then it's going to be like haunted? You know, I always like find myself second guessing like sometimes. And then for me with dolls, I just don't like them. I didn't like Child's Play. I mean, I watched it, uh-huh. but I just don't trust. Like Barbies were fun when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. I had a music box that was, we got it in Disney World. It was um like a clown. I don't like clowns anyway. Yeah, but it was like, and I swear this sounds so crazy, but I was like 12 maybe, and I had a playroom in my basement, and there was this music box that I had bought at Walt Disney World. Okay. I had two of them. I had a little girl and then a clown, and for whatever reason, when I was down there playing by myself, I never touched it, never really did. It just started playing on its yeah, own, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. and like it moved its head around, so yeah, you're just kind of like... Let me get rid of you now. And ever since then, I'm just very cautious about it. You know, I'm just like very cautious about it. And like people will buy, people will buy them. Like people will buy them on eBay. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Yeah. I bought a thousand dollar haunted mystery box. And I'm like, Joey Josefa just did one. Oh my goodness. Um, and then there was another girl who, who spent like 
I think, $100 on haunted material. And it was all a mystery. And one of them was um, like a coffee thing or like a, I can't remember what it was. It was our lantern. Okay. And the lantern looked creepy as all. Yeah. And then she tried to like summon the spirit that was around that, that whole thing. Yeah, no. Like, I'm typically not, you know, um, now, if you take me to, like, a wax museum or a, or a haunted house, yeah, no. Like, I, no, you know, things mm-hmm. jumping out at me and all that yeah. stuff. Um, no. Um, but I'm, I, you know, I can watch a movie or I can, you know, read a book or something and, and the idea of that kind of stuff doesn't really scare me okay. or really take me to yeah. that, that place. Um, I guess, I don't know, I, I have the confidence, even though I don't subscribe to Christianity anymore, I just have confidence that, you know, it, you know, it, it, if anything's going to get me, it's because I allow it to, mm-hmm. you know, um, if I, I'm going to fear something, it's because I'm allowing that fear to come in. Yeah. Um, and I recognize that. So it's like, okay, then, you know, I'm just not yeah. going to, you know, but there are some things <laughs> Um, that send a chill up my spine. Oh, yeah. Um, and here's a crazy one. Oh, now it's going to scare me. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's going to be really dumb. Um, dinosaurs. Really? <laughs> dinosaurs. So, like Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Like Jurassic Park. Like, it's, like hey, so when we went to Ripley's, believe it or not, in, uh, in San Antonio. Okay. And there's that dinosaur. Um, or take me to the Natural Museum of History in, in here in Houston, and there's all those dinosaur bones and, you know, replicas of dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get, like, chills up my spine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and there's, like, pictures of me, like, standing, and I'm just, like, uh, like, in front of them, you know. Wow. Yeah, and I'm, like, getting a chill just thinking about it. Um, but <laughs> dolls, you know, stuff like that, no. You know, um, yeah. there are, um, yeah, that's, like, the main, there's that. Oh, and sharks. I don't like sharks. You don't like sharks? And I don't like sharks. So I've, I've seen, like, Sharknado. I haven't seen Sharknado. Um, I haven't, you know, I, I think it was because I saw Jaws as a kid. Yeah. So I don't, I just don't like sharks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, I used to not like Jaws, but I absolutely love it now. I watched it about a month ago. Like, I went back and rewatched mm-hmm. it. And I was like, this movie's great. Well, if you follow the arc, it's almost kind of yeah. spiritual in, yeah. a, in a way. It's like yeah. the the uh, the wife at the, in the last mm-hmm. one, you know, and... Yeah, I I um I I like that that whole movie. I mean, I won't watch it again. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's been years, so yeah. who knows? I watched it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I stayed at my aunt's house, and I was probably like maybe like eight or nine. I used to sleep over at my aunt's house on mm-hmm. weekends, mm-hmm. and they had a pool in their yard. And I don't know why I justify that this was like even logically able to happen, <laughs> but. I watched that movie, couldn't sleep all night. Then the next day I was swimming in the pool and I didn't want to swim in the pool over the drain because I thought the shark was going to come through the drain. I think that's a childhood fear for a lot of people. Yeah. I was just, I don't know. And then I always thought about that. Like even as I got older too, I was like, it still could be under there somewhere. Yeah. Or an alligator, a baby alligator. Never thought about alligator. Oh my gosh. I never really, never really thought a lot about alligators until I moved to Houston. I mean, when I'd go to Florida and stuff, I used to go in the summers. Like, you know, we'd see them occasionally or whatever. But then, you know, when I moved to Houston, you know, I was told like, oh, you know, if it starts raining a lot, you know, alligators might come out. And then you're like, seriously, that could happen here. Well, and, you know, there's the, we call it the alligator park, but I can't remember the name of the 
Brazos Bend State Park. Okay. Have you ever been there? I haven't. There's like alligators just like right there. Like right there. <laughs> There's like a, a trail that you can follow to go to this tower. Okay. Um, And it's kind of neat, you know. And it's not far, but you pass like a bog as yeah. you're as you're going to the tower and you hear them you hear them and and then you see them and you're just told to just keep walking i don't know what i would do it, you, yeah it's it's yeah it's crazy it's it's a little scary i'm one of those people that would it just i don't it depends on the day like it would depend on like what mood i'm in and what day it was to be would be what my outcome would be like, yeah. I would either try to be like, oh, let me try to be friends with it. Oh, no. Or I would run screaming down the way. But it just would depend. Yeah, I think we always um, walked quick, you know, quickly. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. just because you could hear them. You could literally hear them. So. so, you told me that you, if you could have any superpower, you'd want to have telekinesis. Yeah. What would you move? What would you do? Um... I know I had to think about this one because I, you know, I actually initially left it blank because mm-hmm. I was like, well, what, would I want to be invisible? Would I want to have super strength? Would I um, want to have extra vision? Yeah. Um, or, I mean, just, there's all these superpowers, you right. know? Um, and, uh, you know, theoretically. But I thought telekinesis because I like the idea of being able to, um, you know, just like, I guess control something with your mind mm-hmm. and, and being able to um, just move it if it's you know like traffic or something you know yeah um, uh, you know and, and even in, in that sense obviously I would be a goodie not a baddie um, and I would you know want to help pe- people with my superpower right. um, but even getting people like have you seen the new Stranger Things Okay, I'm on season two. I'm on like episode four. Okay, I won't so I say haven't anything. finished it yet. I won't say anything then. But this season's absolutely even more amazing. Yeah, than it's, the first it's season. really good. It's really good. So good, and it gets just wait, it just gets better. I yeah. just <laughs> I'm gonna have to re- see the way it was last last season. I watched it, and then I had to rewatch it, and I had to rewatch it, and I just kept rewatching it. So I'm trying to pace myself this time so that I don't put myself back into the rewatching cycle like over and over again, even though I love it, but I just become obsessed with it. Yeah. So you would rewatch the entire thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of cool because then you pick up things you pick, that you did You do. Like, you really do. The first time. Yeah. You yeah. pick up just kind of like with, um, with Game of Thrones too. Oh. Like you go back and you watch certain things and you're like, why what? didn't I catch that yeah. the first mm-hmm. time? Yeah. I always watch the last episode of returning um, shows. I watched mm-hmm. the last episode to kind of remind me where, where it left off. Yeah, you have to. You have to kind of like have a refresher if you haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, Game of Thrones for sure. Um, Downton Abbey. I've never seen that. Oh, it's so good. But I'm into that whole like um, um, kind of renaissance. That's not the renaissance. It's another word. Um but yeah, that whole that whole era okay. of of um you know late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm really into is like asylum thriller movies. Okay. Oh my gosh, like I'm I really get into those, you know. I grew up in a city that had one of this haunted most haunted places ever. It was called the Waverly Sanitarium. Oh my gosh, the yes! Tuberculosis Hospital. That's yes. where I Yeah, that's where I'm from. Oh, wow. That's yeah, awesome. in Louisville, Kentucky. That is... 
it's awesome. creepy. It's, creepy. <laughs> it's, it's the creepiest thing ever. Like I've gone there. Like they've had. They used to have haunted houses there too. So they would oh. put. They would do like a haunted house. It wasn't necessarily like the actual. You could go through it. It was kind of around it. Yeah. But it would still kind of give you the creeps because you're like looking at this like old hospital while yeah. you're there and mm-hmm. you knew that hundreds of people died. <sighs> But then I had a couple friends that I knew when I was younger. And I mean, I hung out with some crazy people. I mean, we all have. Yeah. But we snuck in there. Oh, no. And I mean, it's just, you know, and it even comes, it was some, it was some guy I was dating. And like, you know, him and his friends went too one time. And then they ended up getting chased down the hill because they had stolen like a golf cart. And it was just. I'm like biting my nails <laughs> now. I'm just like, oh my God. But <laughs> it's so, it's so like. It's so creepy, and it's yeah. creepy in the facts. It's like as you go to where this is, because it's up on a hill and it's secluded and hidden. Like you're just like going up this hill, and you're like, you can't be going to anywhere that's good. And then you read about the history, and then you like follow it, and you learn everything. And I mean, over even over the years, I've found out more and more, more, and more stuff more. about yeah. it. Did you see um, uh, American Horror Story Asylum? I did. I I just rewatched it um, like in the last six months, and obsessed i just i loved it yeah i i loved the whole thing i think it had the most like um story lines as far as like you know there was aliens in it at one point and you know um, nazis and all kinds of stuff um the only one i haven't watched is um, well i haven't watched a new season and i haven't watched um uh hotel couldn't do hotel it was I mean, the first it was episode just, the was, first episode was too. Yeah, I was it like, was too, nah. and I like Lady Gaga, but that was a little much. Why didn't you, I didn't even? I don't, you didn't even get to that part. Was she no? Was she in the first episode? She can't because I don't remember. Because I only watched for the hotel. I want to say I only watched like one or two episodes. She was either came towards the end of the first one, or she came into the second one. But it was just too much blood yeah. for me. It was a lot, and like I just. Like I said, I can handle certain... Okay, so let me go back to why I can handle certain... I have a theory for okay. this for certain gore movies. Like with Hostel, for instance. You can learn a lot of life lessons from that movie. And I look at things when I watch horror movies, and I've always been one of those people that I'm like, okay, what could these people have done differently? <laughs> okay. So, like, for Hostel, it is really dark, and it's, you know, a little... It, it's creepy and gory. But I'm kind of like, you know, well, you shouldn't have hung out with two girls and you all shouldn't have been drinking. Mm-hmm. You don't know these people. You're traveling in another country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not that we're saying that other traveling to other countries, bad things happen all the time. But it's like you can't. Yeah, you got to. You can't gotta, trust everyone, right, yeah. you know. And so it's kind of like, you know, who do you trust? I and mean, we've all been you know, on dates with people we've met, like blind dates, or we've met them from online, and like, we don't know who these people yep. are. Mm-hmm. So like, you always, that's kind of like where I come and across the line with things, and just certain things, like I can handle it, and other things I can't, and then I try to logically make out like, like the Amityville Horror. I love that movie, the original, but I'm like, why would you buy a house that people died in? Yeah. Like, yeah. What what remotely good could come mm-hmm. from buying a home mm-hmm. that you knew a bunch of people got killed in? Yeah. I mean, it's just a logical thing for me, and I'm very logical. So like, I always, I always pan that out, you know. Or 
we're sitting there and, you know, me and Shannon were watching and he was watching it with me the other night. And I'm like, why don't they just say, you know what? I'm not going to accept this evil in the house. Y'all can just go somewhere else. And he was like, well, you say that now. And I'm like, no, but you have to have that type of like inner, that inner faith and that inner strength that like, you know, no matter what comes at me, I'm going to be able to stand on my own two feet kind of, you know? So I feel feel kind of, you know, but like you said, certain things give me chills. There's certain times I walk to certain places or I go into like certain situations or I watch something and I just get this horrible, like, mm-hmm. like something's like the hairs on my neck yes. stand up mm-hmm. and then you're just like, nope, I'm done. I'm done with that. And you know, I think, uh, I mean, I think in, instincts kick in mm-hmm. and that's when you, you like, you're going to take a, you know, like I'm at the store and I take a certain aisle and then I... I just instinctively feel like I shouldn't take that aisle, so I'll take another aisle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not something I like think about. Well, is this aisle safe? No, but no. you know, it just happens. You yeah. Know? Um. So, just a quick scary story from when I was okay. a kid. So, um, yeah. So there was there was stuff. You know, um, gr- again, growing up as a preacher's kid. Yeah. Growing up in a Christian household and stuff, um, we were always always under you know um spiritual attack mm-hmm. you know being my, my dad my dad was a pastor and um i mean i remember at one point that people were saying um there was satanic rituals happening happening in this mattress store like in the back yeah and so we literally held like a prayer vigil vigil um outside of the mattress store i mean these are things you know Especially in, like, the um, Hispanic culture, mm-hmm. um, you know, s- spiritual things are, like, you know, a big, big deal. So oh, yeah. when they see things, then they hear things, and, you know, it becomes a thing. So um, we were living out in, in, a, in a Mission Bend at the time. And um, it, was, it was, I think I was in junior high, or I was starting to be in junior high mm-hmm. and it was another moment where you know we my dad woke up in the, in the middle of the night and my dad would do that and he would get up and just start praying um he woke up in the middle of the night and he he uh, it was there was storm storming outside of course and uh he just started praying you know over the whole house and he comes over to my sister and i's bedroom and my sister and i's bedroom there was like a wall and then our doors were like kind of okay. uh, perpendicular to each other. Yeah. So we could see when we would lay down on our beds, we on our pillow, we could see each other. Okay. And our we would always have the door open. That's just how how we were. Um. So we had and we had water beds at the time. I had a Transformers water bed, <laughs> and she had a Barbie water. Those bed. are the worst. Water water beds were so like cool and in but it's like if you rolled anywhere to the and, left or yeah, the right you yeah. couldn't get back in the center. and i was a chubby kid so i would always end up on the in, on the side i'd have to have like a million pillows anyway so um we uh my dad's you know doing his thing praying and blah blah, blah and and all of a sudden he says that both my both me and my sister shot straight up in bed and that um we just started speaking in tongues so um and that um this is all you know stuff that my dad said so and then i remember actually waking up Mm -hmm. um and my dad was like uh uh fervently praying like he was 
like ferociously praying. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know, praying and my mom came and um, my sister was scared and um, my dad was saying, don't go to the window, don't go to the window. I go to the window and I see this enormous black dog. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. yeah, Mm-mm. no, and no. enormous black dog, and so it was a thing where we where we were like, okay, well there that is, <laughs> just like over there, here like ah! there that is, um, <laughs> and and you know, uh, for some reason I never I don't know for some reason I I, I went to the front door uh-huh. and I just went out there, um, and I just started yelling at it, you know, and just saying the name of Jesus, get out of here, you know, because that's all I knew. You know, and, um, but then we couldn't see it. Yeah. Like, you know, then it was just gone. Um, another thing that I did with my sister, this is when we lived in Wharton, Texas. And this, mm-hmm. now this house, this house had the original, it was all like wooden. It was built on, um, on cinder blocks. Okay. And so it was raised, you know, um, and it was all like a, a wooden house. It was an old, old house. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, um, but really old. Like, it's like we moved into an antique. That's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. The walls had the original um, wallpaper. That's, that's... And like uh, like two or three rooms had actual velvet oh, okay. on the wall. Like the vel- designs yeah. and the designs yeah. were velvet. Yeah. Incredible. But still, you know, creepy. Um, so I, um, I told my sister, um, like I just, I like to freak her out because mm-hmm. she really would get scared. And so I told my sister this story about a little girl, um, that would, that died because we also lived right across the street, um, from an old folks home Okay. that was also, had been a hospital. Okay. So, um, I told my sister a, a story about a little girl that was riding on her tricycle in the middle of the night, you know, just and just right. crossing the house, and um, at one point um, she got so scared that I had to sleep in her room with her. She had a trundle, and um, so, so I got up and I looked outside the window. And I'm like, Sandy, Sandy, come here, look, look, she's here, and I, and then I just I would be like, and I would just like pretend I was yeah. Um, but that was actually that actually never happened. But it was like I, I pretended like it. But did. still, it's, see, like it's I scary. How did you like having a sister? Because like I, I was an only child, so like I, as I've gotten older, like when I was younger, it was cool because you know I got a lot of stuff and I didn't really have to share a lot. <laughs> but I still had moments where you know I would see like a lot of my friends with brothers and sisters and having you know someone to like just be there for them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my mom passed away when I was young. And so, you know, at that point, I was kind of like, you know, I had my grandma. But then when she passed away, it's like, who do I really have, mm-hmm. you know? So how was it, like, having a sister? And, like, have you all throughout the years, like, gotten closer? You know, how has that kind of been? Um, we, we you know, she is what we called, um, I just heard the, the term, um, yesterday when, where, when you're like a year and a few months apart, it's okay. something twin, um, like a, a, like a harvest twin. I can't remember the name of the term, uh-huh. the name of it, but it's like a Lord thing. Um, growing up with my sister, she was, um, very frail, very, very, um, always beautiful mm-hmm. and always, you know, um, 
strong. Um, but as far as like, and as far as her her character, um, frail because she was a skinny little thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we, I don't know. We, it's like I protected her. Okay. And then she became my protector. Okay. In middle from middle school. All the way till now, she's yeah. she's my she's my protector, and um, she'll go to bat for me whenever, I, you know, I I really need it. Um, is always making sure that I have, uh, you know, she always has my best interest in mind, and um, making sure that I get contracts signed and things like that. Yeah. You know, she's always like, "Did you get that money?" You know, and yeah. you know, and and stuff like that. So um, now she's you know she's a beautiful you know, woman, and, um, and she's, you know, we all have room to grow and, Mm -hmm. and, and get better, and, um, seeing who she has, she was definitely more of a rebel and a wild child than I was. Okay. I was a goody two-shoes. Okay. Um, up, up until, like, my 30s. Okay. And then I was like, all right, let's try this, and let's try that. Um, but, you know, she was, she, there's, oh, she's going to kill me. Um, I mean, she, you know, was sneaking, um, bought, you know, a can of beer, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a tennis trip and stuff like yeah. that, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, dumb, dumb high school stuff, right. you know, um, but she was definitely more the wild child than I was. Okay. So, but it was, I mean, it's been good. It's been fun. That's good. Definitely, you know, it's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, she is my witness and I am hers. That's great. So we, you know, and, and we, I mean, we've gotten into it, you know, we've had arguments and fights and disagreements and all kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day... I know that she is my witness. Mm-hmm. She knows me better than anybody else, and I am her witness. That's great. I've seen her from birth to now. And there's just something yeah. to say about that bond that you have with, like, a sibling mm-hmm. or even a family member that you're just super, super close to. And when when you're both um, musical, mm-hmm. even more so. Um, yeah. And we, we when we sing together, it's beautiful like the the blood harmonies that we have um are very pure and um yeah we were in choir together um all through uh i think end of middle school and into high school until i graduated okay and then um she she didn't do uh show choir or choir at all and i'm like why not like you have an amazing voice and why wouldn't you do that she's like because you're not there like, why would I want to do it Aww. You know? She's like, I'm going to go work. So she did um, work study instead. So. Yeah. And now she's, like, amazing. Like, she's a she's a junior accountant. That's great. And, uh, like, at a tax firm. And she's been there for years. And she's really good at what she does. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get on a couple other little things. Okay. Even though we're pro- we'll probably get back to some more scary stuff. That's since it's fine. around Halloween. And we're, <laughs> this is, like, a good time. But, um... So we're going to talk a little bit about pop culture, mm-hmm. which is really fun. One of my favorite genres of mm-hmm. everything. Me too. Um, so what's your favorite beauty trend right now? Do you oh, have God. a favorite or do you have one? Just... Or do you have one that's just like, why are people doing this? Because I have a couple of why are you doing that? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure, you know, the why are people doing this is um, the whole, um, you know, squiggle thing so dumb 
Um, no purpose. Um, <laughs> just no. Just no, no, no. Yeah. I think it originated from um, a runway show. Okay. And which I, I get it because it would it's art. It's, you right. know, avant-garde, whatever. But it in real life, day to day, hell no, 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 no. no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't like also when people this um I don't know if it's a trend, but um the way people are actually doing their eyebrows um okay. is very um like they're making them look too perfect. I get it. You know, doing the whole concealer thing and I can't do you know, that. It's like no, they're sisters, not twins. Mm-hmm. Um, you er, you learn that very early on. You do. Same thing with eyeshadow. Same thing with eyeliner. They're sisters, not twins. It's not going to be perfect. And when they when they draw it out that way, I I just I just don't like it. I yeah. don't. It's not a look that I. Um, to me, it's not natural. Um, and I would rather see someone if you're going to pile on makeup. For Halloween or to go out or something like that, fine. But you know, my concept of makeup is it should it should enhance who you are, right? You know, and not cover it up. Mm-hmm. And if it's covering it up and you don't even look the same, yeah. You know, um, then come to my store and we'll have a talk. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I'll teach you some tips on how to be a little bit more natural. Um, but that's just that's just me. That's you know, I know there are a lot of makeup artists out there that do makeup that um you know is super glam and super mm-hmm. you know um you know nighttime and smoky eye and all stuff and that's great i think mm-hmm. it has, serves, serves serves its purpose um but i really like a, a natural look you yeah. know um i like something that is um you know gonna enhance the person's beauty and not right. um covered up right. you know that's just me but um some of the trends that um I like highlighting. I like highlighting. Then you have, you know, that's been around for like maybe three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, again, use in moderation in appropriate places at appropriate times. Um, you know, contouring is, I think, great mm-hmm. if you do it naturally. Yep. <laughs> and if you blend the crap out of it. Right. You know? Right. No, yeah. Um, it can really make your face look, um, you know, just gorgeous, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like my, my, um, like what I love, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm a glam bear, Mm -hmm. so I love like glam stuff. So I love glitter Mm -hmm. and that just the whole night. I just like things to sparkle. If my nails aren't shining in some way, then, um, I'm not happy or something. Okay, Something's no, going on. No, no, no. no. So Same way. If I don't have glitter or some kind of shiny thing, I've something. Got, I've got that um that whole powder thing um to make it look rainbow monochrome. It's so pretty. Chrome right now, but um and then an orange underneath for Halloween. But um yeah, I I, I like glitter and I like the other day actually I'll I'll show you I don't yeah. know if you can't really show the audience I'll but. have to send post a picture yeah post a picture on my Facebook page everyone <laughs> so um these are the Halloween books that I did um here is the cracked doll right there that is so good yeah it was a lot of fun and she I mean this this you'll have girl, to send me those and I can post them on my this page this little girl was a Diva, like she, and then that's her sister. She was a dead cheerleader, and they were complete opposites. She didn't like um, 
um, makeup. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's stuff like that. You know, then here's the mm-hmm. Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow um, doing a few a few more That'd looks. be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I like... I like glitter. I like, um, you know, I like the whole highlighting thing. Um, I'm also into, like, the Urban Decay um, Moondust palette. I love Urban Decay. It's yeah, pretty my... much. Yeah. It's like my heart. I love that brand. I want to work for them. Well, my my favorite um, my favorite palette, um, of, like, just right now, is uh-huh. the Peach Palette by um, Too Faced. Best. Um, That's really pretty. It's, it's really on my good. List. It's on my list to buy. It's really good, and um, I, I mean, I've done several brides uh, and proms, and mm-hmm. I always go to the peach palette. It's just a beautiful, beautiful look. Yeah. Um, Nyx had just came out with their uh, Element palette. I haven't seen that yet. Um, and really good. They're going into the higher end, so I think okay. their palettes were for like eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, really good value. Really good, good product. Um, but now they they're going into a little bit more of a higher end price um, for a little better quality product. Better quality. Um, and like different colors and different you know things yeah. like that. Um, they're yeah elements and it's like fire, earth, air, water, and metal. So okay, I now I need all of them because I think that's five. such a hippie thing, and I love it. I think there are five of them, and <laughs> I need that. I. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of fire stuff already, so mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'll be getting that one, but the metal one is yes, as is yes. Just, okay. Yeah. I'm sold. So, yeah. yeah I'm sold. <laughs> where can I buy? <laughs> Nick's going to Nick's. Like, um, where can I buy? But, yeah, so, you know, then the whole metallic trend is really cool. Um, you know, metallic lips and metallic eyes. It's, it's really cool. I like... Um, it can be expensive. Natasha Denona, have you ever seen I have her? not. Oh my no. god. Her palette is $128. That's just insane. You know, that's insane to me. I want a Louis Vuitton bag, but I can't oh. I can't I can't I can't I can barely afford a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. But it's like if I ever could afford that, I would be I would feel guilty yeah. for buying a purse that costs that much. Yeah, I there's I, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Um, but even spending something like sixty, sixty five dollars on a palette, um, which I think the new I, I can't I don't know if it's makeup forever or there's another palette that just came out that's like the sunset palette that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and it's like sixty five dollars. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. It's hard. You know? Um and it's also, only when I'm like, okay, I know that I'll have money to eat. I have money for gas, yep. you know, yep. and I've got everything else. And yep. I'm like, okay, maybe like once every three months, I'll buy myself a, you know, an, a, mm-hmm. a high end palette. Um, but and and then I just don't like use it a lot. I'm just like, yeah. okay, that's mine, and you know. Um, but I'm really excited for the Prism palette um, by um, uh, Ana- Anastasia Beverly Hills. Um, yeah, I could talk about makeup all day. It's okay. I love it. I love makeup too. It's so I went to fun. Walgreens the other day because I bought a couple things for Halloween, uh-huh. a couple things, and they had had, they had like the Wet n Wild, which is just like really good for like little eyeliners or stuff if you're doing for Halloween, mm-hmm. and they were on sale for like fifty nine cents there, and I was super excited about it, and I was just like got a bunch of them, but it's just really cool because you can always go in anywhere and you can just kind of create what you're looking for. Yeah. Because there's so much to pick from. Yeah. You know, if I want blue nails, I can find this really cool blue nail polish. If I want pink eyeliner, I found pink eyeliner. You, you know, found pink eyeliner? They had it, yeah. The Walgreens right over here, close Nyx, to where I was live. Was it Nyx? No, it was Wet n Wild. 
I think it was wet and wild. Trying to even think. Okay, I haven't. But I, it was so pretty. I have to show it to you. Yeah, I, I want to see it. it. <laughs> but it was like on sale for like fifty nine cents. Yeah, like well, I think they were getting rid of some of them. Like they were discontinuing them. That's the thing with with um, with um, Walgreens is you know, it definitely you know it, it becomes a value mm-hmm. um, when things go on clearance and stuff like that. And, and they've and, taken away my favorite airbrush. Airbrush away? Well, no, it's okay. So you know how the Sally Hansen has like the leg sprays? Yeah. Well, they have like the colors, but they don't have the shimmer one anymore. And the shimmer one is what I use on my legs all the time because it gives a really great flawless airbrush finish, but it doesn't like change the pigment of your oh, skin. I'll see if I can see if you find, find it because yeah. I went and I looked for it a couple, probably a couple weeks ago, and they're like, "Oh no, we don't have that one anymore." And I'm like. What? Did they offer online ordering? No. Well, then that's the problem. I went to the wrong you person. Went to the wrong I just have to go to you. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, I, my Walgreens is actually, um, it's a beauty evolution Walgreens. Okay, cool. So there's one out of 13. I'm one out of 13 um, in the world. Um, and we um, carry more prestige skincare. Okay. Um, and we get some really, really high quality stuff so that people don't have to go to the mall and, you know, spend hundreds and hundreds yeah. of dollars on stuff that yeah. may or may not work. Right. Um, I'm, I don't want to become a commercial, but yeah, number seven is just clinically proven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hyperallergenic, so it's not going to make anybody break right. out. And they do a whole line. They go from skincare to cosmetics. Um, so it's not for everybody, but right. it's definitely for quite a few. But now, I mean, like Walgreens has honestly, because that's always been okay. So my drugs, my drugstore choice has always been Walgreens. Good over CVS. Mm-hmm. I've just always loved it. <laughs> I always thought that they had a better selection of everything, even when it comes to like the little holiday season goodies. Yeah, you could always find really cool stuff there. They have here. a really huge yeah. aisle of stuff, yeah. and there's just kind of a mishmash. But their beauty. Their beauty department, I can say, for me being a shopper there for years, it has come a long way. Oh, yeah. It is amazing now. Like, it reminds me of I just walked into Macy's mm-hmm. or I walked into Neiman's and it's now like beauty counters. It's, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Which one do you go to? I go to the one over here off of um, I-10, Hedwig. The Echo Lane? Uh-huh. So yeah. that's where I used to. That was my first Walgreens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is also a beauty evolution. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's really an experience to go in there and, I mean, they have the match made machine, yeah. the hydrometer, there's so much stuff that we're changing the name of the game, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're, we're, uh, providing a service that normally when you go into a drugstore, you wouldn't you find. You don't get that. No. Mm-mm. And, um, now it's in every Walgreens. I love like, it. Over 2,000 Walgreens. I love it. But we were the ones that started it all. We were the, um... The Beauty Evolution Walgreens. So we still we still carry um, higher end products like um, there's Alchemy Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to get you some some of the samples yeah, of that staples. stuff. I love <laughs> um, Alchemy Forever of Switzerland was actually um, developed by the um, the dermatologist that okay. introduced laser surgery mm-hmm. to Europe. Nice. So he's extremely well known all over Europe. Um, and, um, it's family run, um, by the Polas and they are amazing. Like I've, the CEO has come to our store a couple of times. I love and that. She's very, very personable and lovely. And, um, the products are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology that goes into them is a well worth 
what you're going to end up paying for. Exactly. Um, there, it's it's crazy because people will go and spend $200, $300 on the mare mm-hmm. and all these, and keels and all this other stuff. And there's quality products out there that people just don't know are available to them. You I know. know. And that's, that's how we're changing the name of the game. I love that. But, yeah. And so I do full makeovers like every day. Awesome. You can either make an appointment or just walk in. So if there's a party... Coming on and see me. I will. Um, or a facial. I do facials too. That's so fun. Yeah. I actually haven't. I actually went to school for aesthetics. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we gotta talk about that. That's we gotta fun. talk about that. That's yeah. really fun. But yeah. yeah, so it's just it's really awesome. Like when you have like the skincare knowledge because like you can go into so many different like stores and different places and you can actually like. Like, you look at the product and you actually know what's in it because yeah. you've actually studied it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's always, like, really cool, you know? And then there's times where I've bought in certain things where I'm like, I really shouldn't buy this, but it's really pretty, yeah. you know? <laughs> I can wear it one time, you know? It's not going to bother me. I'll be okay. There's a um, there's a, another company called Ar- Arno, Institute Arno, mm-hmm. Um and uh, they have this... Um, this, uh, it's like a day cream, exfoliance cream. Mm-hmm. Um, this cream is holy cow. Um, but the technology that goes into it is amazing. Um, I call it your special occasion day cream. That's awesome. Because it's going to give you a nice little luminosity and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But again, it's not for everybody. And the price point is definitely not for everybody. Yeah. But as a special treat, it's your one more. Exactly. Yeah. You have to treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, I know we talked a little bit about, um, you know, beauty. I think, I mean, we could talk all day about it. But oh, I do want to ask you some other stuff. Yeah. So, we're going to go on. We haven't even gotten into music yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> we're, just, we're having so much fun. Um, if your life was a theme song, what would you go with? Oh, my God. Was this and, on the list? No. These are some, okay. these are some new questions. My voice just went, was this on the list? <laughs> um, so... Um, if, oh my gosh, if my life was a theme song. It's really hard because I have a lot of songs I like. Yeah. So it's really hard to pick one. But if you had to just pick one for today, what would it be? Oh, I mean, for like today, today? Like today, today. I, I don't know if I could pick one for today. What about for um, last just, week? So, there, okay, so here are my theme songs. Okay, okay. Um, my theme songs are... Um, so my theme songs are uh, um, "Feeling Good," Michael, okay. Michael Bublé. Okay. Um, I just uh, it just is, you know. It's one of my songs that I sing, and I kind of own it, you know. Okay. Um, and I really enjoy singing it and listening to it, and um, yeah. So that song, um, I I uh, the song "Home" from the musical "The Wiz." Okay. Yes. Um, is definitely one of my theme songs. Um, just growing up, I always wanted to feel that, um, or I guess, you know, after college, I felt like I didn't have a sense of home. Okay. Um, uh, growing up um, in a Christian household and being a gay preacher's kid, um, I always felt like I never fit in. Um, and never met the standards or, you know, um, or just never good enough. Um, and so the idea of having a home and, um, creating a home and that was a, a 
dream of mine with my mom. Mm-hmm. We just, we wanted a home. We yeah. wanted something that felt like a home. And, um, yeah, so not to get into, you know, too much of the, of the, um, uh, dra- drama stuff, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, you know, when you don't have, um, a stable household, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately in, in, um, religious households, especially when there's a, a pastor or a minister, um, their whole life becomes the church. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you will, as a preacher's kid, you will get overlooked um, and um, not much attention will be paid to you, paid to you. or um, if you're like me and you're different and you like, you know, um, girly things and dancing and I mean, from the time I was a young, you know, really young, I loved singing and dancing and yeah. all that and um, um, was always writing my own stories and things like that which my both my both my parents um uh encouraged um but it wasn't until I started getting into theater that my dad was like no that's only for gay kids and da, da, da. and um of course being from you know Mexican American descent and then um you know there was this machismo mm-hmm. thing and so it was it was really difficult you know to to kind of go okay well what what do I do with this, you know? And, um, you know, now I, it's taken me, um, it probably took me 26 years, um, 20 years maybe from the time I was honest with myself when I was like 12 Mm -hmm. and I knew I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a gay dude. Like that's who I am. Um, but then being in, uh, you know, Christian households and also have being talented people expect you to sing at church and mm-hmm. lead worship and it wasn't even a question it was like he's so he's anointed he's you right. know god has given him a gift and right. and so it was all about that it was never about how can he take this to the world right. rather than let's you know put him in a box and mm-hmm. my dad wanted me to be a an opera singer okay and my mom wanted me to be a christian recording artist okay and I did both. Okay. I did both things for them, and I just wanted to sing. I just wanted to, you know, sing and 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 share my heart. And um, but I love being able to tell a story with music. And um, so when I find a song that really resonates with me, and I can take it home, take I it to church. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So I understand. yeah, I mean, it's it was a a thing of, um, you know discovering who I who I was and who I am mm-hmm. and um, going through ups and downs and even now still at 40 years old I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, discovering things about myself that I I didn't really know and and um, it's it's um, exciting and um, scary all at the same time mm-hmm. because it's like whoa like <laughs> Wow, I didn't I didn't realize certain things. And yeah. It's really cool though because like as you get older, like you know when you're younger and you're kind of like you're kind of sheltered in mm-hmm, a way. Like mm-hmm. your family kind of shelters you and there's kind of like these expectations of 
you know, certain ways of being brought up. And I think it's great to have, like, a really good foundation of bringing your child up correctly and having the good moral and values. But at the same time, I was very blessed because my parents were divorced when I was, they got divorced when I was five. Okay. Lived with my mom. Me and her had a phenomenal relationship. Um, What was so cool about it was she always accepted me for me. And that was really refreshing because throughout elementary school, throughout middle school, like, I was bullied. I wasn't popular no matter what I did. You know, I would try to be, like, I would try to, like, buy really nice clothes or I'd have my mom buy me really nice clothes. But then, like, the popular kids would still, like, make fun of me Mm -hmm. or they'd have something to say about me. And then so for me, too, like, music was a big thing for me because I owned it. Like, I was good at Mm -hmm. it. And that was something. It wasn't about me being conceited, but it was, like, that was a talent I had. Mm -hmm. And when I was singing, I knew that I was doing something right. Mm -hmm. And it just gives you this sense of feeling inside. It's like, you know, I do have a talent. God blessed me with something. And it nobody else's opinion matters Mm -hmm. because I'm doing what I care about. And I'm doing what I love. And yeah. I had, it's so weird as you get older too, you know, like I've changed so much. And I mean, I look at the girl from middle school and high school, it's not even the same person anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, we change, we grow. You know, thank goodness I have cool hair now because <laughs> I had some funky hair. But I think we find out so much more about ourselves. And we actually, you know, I come from, I come from a Christian upbringing as well. Um, very still strongly have a belief in it, you know, close to God. Am I as close as I should be? No, probably should be closer, but I still have that connection. But at the same time, I've also, I don't necessarily live by other people's presumptions of who I should be. Mm -hmm. I'm me. Mm -hmm. And I think as you get older and you kind of take those steps outside and Mm -hmm. be like, you know, I can be loved and I still can be a great person but that doesn't mean that I can't have fun or I can't express myself or I can't do this or I can't do that. And I think that's what's so great about adulthood. Even though it's hard and you have a lot of obstacles that you don't have that safety net anymore, mm-hmm. you really find out who you are. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I found who I was because I'm happy mm-hmm. in a way now because I'm not trying to be something I'm not. Yeah. I've embraced everything, you know? It's weird, but, you know, growing up in my... How old are you again? I'm 35. Oh, okay. I thought you were, I thought you were younger, girl. I was oh, like, that's so good. I thought you were way younger. Well, okay, well, I'm 26. That's what I thought, literally. I <laughs> oh, thought, that's so yeah. nice. Um, but I, you know, um, as you experience life, and you're still there, like mm-hmm. at 35, but, you know, I mean... The, I would have done anything for my mom. Yeah. And she was she was sick a lot. She had lupus. And so I gave up a part of my life to stay home mm-hmm. and take care of her. Um, I was the one that would drive her to the hospital. If, you know, I mean, she would go like four or five, six times a year. It was, yeah. it was crazy. For, for like 14 years, you know. That's a lot. Um, and so... I would try, I would move out, you know, here and there, and then I would come back and, you know, um, and then she would either have to have surgery or, you know, there was, I was just taking care of my mom. Um, so I held, I didn't date a lot. I didn't really put myself out there. Um, you know, I definitely had, um, experiences where I, 
I fell in love, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a beautiful, um, um, blossoming relationships, mm-hmm. you know, um, and but it wasn't until t- I think it was 2010, okay. 2010 that I met my last boyfriend and mm-hmm. like serious boyfriend, and he, that just changed my whole life because it was like wow I can be loved and someone can actually love me and want me you know um flaws and all Mm -hmm. and um even though we're not together anymore um and haven't been for you know a few years um I consider him like the love of my life and having having changed certain perceptions of love for me um even even now I'm discovering more things about myself and going okay so maybe I'm so basically, I've just discovered like um, asexuality. What's that? Um, so, and that's not really stupid. No. Yeah. So um, so basically, it's where you don't um, sex isn't a factor. Okay. In a relationship, it okay. is. It's just it's an add-on. Okay. But it's not something that um, I desire. Okay. So there's there you know for most guys, I I have felt abnormal for the longest time because. I'm not like other guys where, you know, it's, it's you know, every seven seconds or whatever it is, right. you know, um, it's a thought in their mind. Um, it's, that's just not, it's not important to me, um, but it's an add-on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm definitely, and there are people that are what's called aromantic. Okay. Which is they don't like the whole romance thing of it. Okay. So there are aromantic asexuals. Okay. But I am a romantic okay asexual okay. so I lo- I like like I love the idea of being in a relationship with somebody um, I would you know um, rather make out and cuddle with someone than actually you know get intimate you right. know in, in that sense um, so the even even now I'm discovering certain things about me going okay maybe I'm not like really crazy or mm-hmm. maybe this is a normal part of my life. Yeah. Um, because there, it is for so many other people. Yeah. Um, it's just, we're taught a certain thing. And then also being a kid of the 90s and 80s, you know, it was all about the high school jock. And, you know, and if you right. weren't a certain way, then, you know, if you weren't already, you know, banging chicks and, you know, all yeah. that stuff, um, then you were obviously gay, you know. And mm-hmm. then it was just that you were pigeonholed into that one thing. Yeah. So, um for me, spirituality, I've always, um, sp- spirituality and sexuality to me are um, really cool. Mm-hmm. Combined together, if you understand that in life, what you know, whatever you choose to believe, mm-hmm. if you lead with kindness, compassion, and thoughtfulness, mm-hmm. then you're leading um, a life, you know, that is with purpose yep. you know um, there's so many people out there that are nonchalant and just you know I'm gonna do whatever is right for me and that's it um, and I think that's a sad existence yeah because eventually you will push everyone away from you right um, you will end up you know uh, and, and thinking that you're okay mm-hmm. you know oh I can be alone I have my family I have my kids whatever um, and, and thinking that you're okay, but, you know, you know, then in essence, then you, you know, tell me about the, <laughs> about how many more meds are you taking now and how you can't survive with them, without yeah. them and stuff. 
So I think, you know, having some kind of faith, no matter, and I get it, I get atheist people and I get, you know, um, agnostic people, that is their path. That's their, you know, how, how they have, you know, what they've discovered and what they've, you know, um, um, been okay with, you know, um, and that's great for them. But for me, it's, um, I'm very simple when it comes to just the way I lead my life is, you know what, I am going to be kind, I'm going to be compassionate, and I'm going to think about others before I think about myself. Um, definitely taking the time out to think about myself because, yeah. and especially now, that's one thing I didn't do for a long time, mm -hmm. was I, I didn't put myself first. Mm -hmm. I didn't put my health or um, even financially, I would give the last money that I had to someone else. Yeah. You know, in order to make sure that they got fed or that they had what they needed before I did. And I would go without, Yeah. you know, to make sure that other people, I don't do that anymore. You can't, <laughs> you can't because it becomes so exhausting. Yeah. And I've been like that in my life too. Yeah. And I've dealt with that where it's just like you give and you give and you give. And then it's just kind of like it drains you to the point that you no longer know who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's like you have to be able to like step back and like find yourself and you know, just like you said, with like different relationships that you've had over the years, like I've had, I mean, I'm in a relationship now, but now am I going to say that other relationships I haven't been in haven't taught me something or meant something special to me? I mean, I've had, I've had different people that meant something special yeah. to me and it just, it, it makes you kind of find out who you are as mm -hmm. you get older because you have these experiences and you know, there was a guy that I was with that inspired me to write. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I always, like, dribbled, writ, like, wrote poetry, but I never thought anything about it. And then by dating this person, I was actually told, like, oh, wow, you know, you should do something with that. So it's like I think people put us on our path mm -hmm. sometimes, even if we don't stay with that person. Mm -hmm. They're important to us in some way. Well, everyone, every, I think everyone becomes... A part of you. Yep. You know, and they do. If, whether or not they had a positive or negative influence mm -hmm. on your life, they become a part of you. There are people that I miss terribly that it was the moments that we had together yep. that were crazy and amazing and, and unique. That the, the drama that we had later on in life uh, or in our relationship... Um, doesn't really matter. Mm -mm. All that matters is my memory of them yep. and the emboldened, emboldened view of life that they allowed me to live, yep. um, and uh, the support that they gave me at the time, and vice versa. You know, um, because I feel like I. It's interesting. Um, there are. I taught fifth through twelfth grade in mm -hmm. my early twenties okay. at a private Christian college here, okay. or Christian uh, school here in Houston. Okay, and. Um, uh, one of the girls that I, um, she was a junior or senior, uh -huh. beautiful. Her and her sister were beautiful, beautiful people inside and out. Um, and they were in my choir. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wrote for them and I sang with them. And after I, I left that school, I didn't hear from any of those kids mm -hmm. ever. So, um, I just heard, um, from, um, my sister's boyfriend that has actually known her for a very oh, long time. Wow. Okay. So here we are, twenty years later, yeah. and she, you know, she knows who I am. I'm like, whoa, you 
know, and that's great. And, um, and and then hearing, you know, the influence that I had, you know, on 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 a child, on a kid, you yeah. know, um, it's pretty remarkable, pretty it incredible. Cool. It's something that I I um, you know, um, even with singing, even with art, um, you know, even at at my job now, you know, um, uh, doing makeup and stuff, you, you leave an impression on somebody just by smiling at them mm-hmm. or by saying, Hey, hello, you know, good morning, you know, or whatever it is. Um, they're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that's what I kind of live for because whatever you know i growing up i heard my purpose was this and that and i was going to be a a big singer and a big this and you know and i was going to influence a lot of people i heard so much um and it 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 um it puts a lot of pressure on you so if you can step back and just say okay i'm going to live today mm-hmm. and i'm going to live leading with kindness compassion and thoughtfulness and um make that that you know influence that one person that i can it just makes it all worth it to me that's my purpose i agree that's my purpose and if i get to live it for another 10 more years 20 years however long then then that's that was my purpose you know that's beautiful yeah i like that (laughs) took 35 years but yeah (laughs) hey i mean you know it I, I learn some I learn something new every day. Yeah. So I mean I don't care how old you get you learn something new every day and you experience something you haven't experienced before. Yeah. And it just makes you have more of that. Makes you just more street smart and stronger. And yeah. You just learn a lot. Yeah. So I know you love the Goonies. Oh man. Are you super excited that Sean Astin is on the new Stranger oh, Things? Man. So um. Goonies to me is like the best movie of all time. It is the end all be all. Um, I in college um, when I was went to school up in Missouri, I had a I was the entertainment editor of our college newspaper. Okay. So I would um, review movies. Okay. Against the Goonies. That's awesome. So they had to have certain um, things like whether it did they have romance? Did they have? Um, adventure uh-huh. did they have um, uh, an end as in because there's a lot of movies out there like have you, seen, have you ever seen The Mist no oh, okay well I won't tell you but <laughs> there are a lot of movies out there where you're like really at the ending <laughs> um, and um, this one had just the happiest ending um, not to mention I had a huge crush on Sean Astin, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I want, I was like, yeah, I want him to be my best friend. Like Aww. you and I are going to hold hands. Like that's all I could think of at the time. I liked, um, Josh Brolin. Oh yeah. Brand. <laughs> yes. Hell yes. Brand yeah. was sexy as all get out. He was. But I was also really into, and this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I had a huge crush on, um, I think her name is Allie Green. She, um, she, uh, Andy. Andy. I had a huge crush on her. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I had, like, pictures of her on my wall. See, I love that. When I was growing up. I, I was that. like, she's so pretty. She's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. But Brand was sexy as hell. Yes. Yes, yes God. he yes. was. Um, so but, who would be your favorite character? From Goonies? From Goonies. Uh, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like. It's our time down here. <laughs> down here, it's our time. Yes, it's great. I I love that. I love um. Although chunk. Uh, chunk, yeah, chunk. You can't go wrong with chunk. Chunk is, I mean, rocky road, <laughs> you know, and I smell ice cream. <laughs> oh my god, me chocolate explosion. <laughs> yeah, forget yeah. about it. Just. <laughs> Just chocolate awesome. I actually liked mouth a lot. Oh yeah. Because I love the Corey. I love the, I love Corey Feldman and I love Corey, Corey Haim. Yeah. I was a huge Corey. I love the Coreys. Yeah. Um, you know, Lost Boys is my jam. It's oh, my movie. Yeah. Um but the Goonies is just so great. And I think Stranger Things kind of captures a lot of what we what we love so much about like the eighties and you know, even the nineties. It captures it all. It captures like E. T. Uh-huh. It captures the Goonies. It brings in a little bit of like the mystery from like even Fly to the Navigator. Too, you know. Oh you know, yes. my God! Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Fly to the Navigator. Yes. Yeah, of course. I love that movie. You know, they're they're talking about remaking it. Really? Yeah. Which I don't know if it'll I don't work. No, you can't really replace. There's certain it's people you so can't. Good. But the the reason they're talking about doing it that it it would work is because Pee Wee Herman is still alive, Paul oh, Rubens. Oh yeah. And he voiced the the um the alien or the oh, ship. Okay. Yeah. So they're actually they're saying it would be great to do like a re, you know, like like a yeah. like a revisiting. Yeah. But not remaking. Yeah. You know. Which I think would kind of be cool. Yeah. You know, a sequel 20 years later. Oh, my God. Did Large Marge ever scare you and Pee Wee? Oh, are you kidding me? Yes. 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 <laughs> you know, like that whole thing. Thing ever. Was awesome. It's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, but then um, there was there was um, Pee Wee's girlfriend in that. Yes. It's so cute. I know. Dot. That Dot. was on the thing, Dot. Um, Dottie. It was Dottie. Dottie. Yeah, Dottie. Um. Yeah, the whole um oh my god. I, I say it all the time at work. I'm like calling Mr. Herman, paging Mr. Herman, Mr. Herman. I always do that at work and people it. have no idea what I'm talking about. Did you hate that? And you're like, come on, like if I was walking in there I'd be like here. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. So freaking funny. Have you seen the new Pee Wee Herman movie? Uh uh-uh. uh. So you have to. It's so good. I liked Pee. I liked Pee Wee when he played um, the vampire in Buffy. Oh, that was really great. Yeah, I forgot about that, but that Luke was really Perry good. Too, yeah. Buffy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Remember Freddie Prince Jr. in 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 uh, Buffy? Was he in Buffy? Yes, he was. He was Buffy's like love interest in that, wasn't he? Oh my no. God! I'm gonna Google it right no. now. No, she was. Um, no, it was Luke Perry. But I don't think it was. It had it had David Arquette in there. He was Luke Perry's friend. Oh no! Wait, uh, movie cast because because oh, you're right. It was Luke Perry. Yeah. Oh. Because Freddie Prince Jr. is with Sarah Michelle Gellar from... in um, I know what you did last summer. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, all those, like, 90s just, horror movies, yeah, I love, they're man. They're just so great. Gremlins, are you kidding me? Gremlins is good, yeah. too. Oh, and not to, not to talk too much about Stranger Things, so we can talk up to episode four, but, like, I totally had a Gremlins flashback when, like, um, when, um... Dustin has the little creature and he's like feeding him. Oh yeah. Stuff. Like, you don't totally. feed and like come totally. on, Gremlins. 
Totally. It's only going to... Yeah, <laughs> but it gets... I mean, there, so you first the first season of Stranger Things was great, so and great. and it definitely hit on all those notes. Yeah. Second season, even more so. Just I can't wait and to watch the rest the, of it. And the the characters that you're you're like, oh my god, it's oh, wait a minute, that's yeah. That's gonna be awesome. I love. Well, you've already seen the Doctor, right? Which the Doctor that is that is. Yes, I've seen the first four episodes. So I've seen right now. I'm at where Will's starting to do this drawing because he's trying to explain what he feels. Okay, that's this is where it really gets. Oh, it's gonna get so good. But so, you know who the Doctor is? I've been trying to think of who that is, and I know who it is. I'm about to blow your. You're about to blow my mind because I haven't looked it up yet because I was like, I will sleep on it. I, I I never forget a face, like. Anytime you ever watch a movie, I'm like, oh, that's that person from that person. I don't never, but I can't put my finger on it. You ready? Yeah. It's Paul Reiser. That, from, from Mad About You. That is. Yeah. Paul that's Reiser. That's it. Did you know that Paul Reiser is actually a composer as well? No. And he composed, he's composed a lot of, he composed the um, music for um, the opening for, uh, um, oh, Frasier. Frasier. Yeah. Or okay. he or he played it or something. Okay. Um, Alan Thicke did the same thing. He they wrote a lot wow. of Wow. Yeah. Alan Thicke and Paul Reiser they you wrote. You know, it took me forever to put together that Alan Thicke was Robin Thicke's dad. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it took me forever to put that together and then yeah. I was like Yeah. Okay, Heather, yeah. really? <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Um Matthew Modine. Yeah. Matthew Modine, you know, uh, plays Papa. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's he's a star from the 80s, yeah. you know, um, 80s and 90s. Um, and then who else was there? I like the new mullet guy they brought in to season two. Oh, he is something else. He is. <laughs> yeah, he is very, very cute. Um, but, man, and he does a great job as an actor of making you hate his character. I know. Because, you, I mean, you really, really... I like by the end of the whole thing, I was like, just I want something to eat him. Just be, I just need something to eat him because he oh god he's such a jerk. Um, but uh, I don't know if I can. Uh, no, not yet. I can't not yet, say. Not yet. We'll, have, <laughs> we'll have to do. We'll have to do another. We'll have to do another podcast yeah, later on and talk the, more about it end. after I finish it. So we yeah. can talk more. Um. So I know some of your musical influences that we've talked about, but. Um, I know one of the ones you said was Lady Gaga. Why? Why does Lady Gaga inspire you? She's fearless. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she, she, um, and, you know, like Madonna and like, Madonna you know, 80s. Uh, <laughs> Hold like, on. I gotta just have a moment for Madonna. that. Madonna. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, she has, she's reinvented herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they all, I think all the greats reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. you know, um, she went through her dirty face. She went through her, through her high glamour phase. And, I liked her dirty um, face. I loved her high glamour phase. So I liked her dirty her, face. The hurt okay. and, you know, all that. Um, I really love that. Um, I didn't understand the dirty face. I was like, come on. Take a shower, you know. <laughs> like, I liked it. I know a lot of a lot of people did, but um, and I I didn't hate it, um, but I definitely loved it. And played glamour. a lot during like her whole strip CD. Oh yeah, the well that yeah beautiful yeah, yeah all that yeah all of it. And it then was, like it her dirty CD. song, like I played that through my fun years. 
That was that yeah. was it's it's still to this yes. day a great CD. It is a great great CD. CD. Um, uh, but I really enjoyed Candyman. Um, that whole CD I can't remember. I think that's what it was called, but that was the the breakout single from it. I think and hurt. Um, Are you more Team Christine over Team Britney? Yes, I'm Team Britney. Okay, <laughs> but we can still be friends. Pick up my phone. I'm gonna call my manager. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Jonathan. No. Um, no. So, uh, you know, um, I think Britney was an incredible dancer mm -hmm. um, and an incredible artist. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that she. It is my opinion that she was very manufactured mm -hmm. um but so was Whitney Houston yeah have you seen the behind the scenes on Whitney Houston no but I love Whitney Houston man I, I mean, have a love for her that will stand the test of time like the, the things that they really put her through um to to what Clive Davis did but um she went along with you know mm -hmm. and then later on she got to sing what she wanted to sing and you know yeah. um I just, just, uh, yes, Whitney all the way around. Just Whitney. Whitney over Mariah. Sorry. And I love Mariah. And I was a huge Mariah fan. I'm a um, fan of Mariah. Um, fantasy Days. Fantasy Days. Yes. Butterfly. Yes. Um, and then kind of after that, until she get started getting into more R&B, I was like, hmm. Mm -mm. It just, it made no sense to me. It didn't. Uh, but that was after she had split up with... Um, her manager and husband yeah so at that point i feel like she's wanting to do what she did what she wanted to do yeah but I, I also feel like no one has actually sat down and been like girl like you your your voice isn't where it was mm -hmm. like you know we got to do something or let's get you some lessons or exactly. let's, you know let's everybody get you needs to, coaching yeah mm -hmm. well celine dion right celine dion went through that she actually had um uh vocal uh surgery yeah uh and and uh, it made her better, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think didn't Adele also have um, vocal surgery as well? I think so. Yeah. And she, I mean, one hundred her second album. Wait, no, because it was twenty one. What was the last album that she did? Wasn't the one with Hello? Yeah. On it. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one before that was great too. Mm -hmm. Um, but this last one was epicness, you yeah. know, and you saw growth, you mm -hmm. know, not just lyrically, but vocally. Um, and she was more confident in taking chances. I love it. I love it so much. I love that album. Um, what else were we talking about? <laughs> we're just talking about Britney Music. Christina. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Mariah, yeah, I'm still, I, I, you know, now she's more of a personality, you know, and, um. I think Mariah's lost her flair, and, like, I hate to say that, but, like, like we said, like, back in, like, the fantasy days, and, like, all this stuff, like, she just had this, I mean, she's a great singer, mm -hmm. but I feel that she's just kind of, like, she's kind of lost who she truly was. Yeah. In the past, you know, in the past couple years, like, it just seems like it keeps going down, and, like. You know, we all have moments where, like, we go down a path, but I think she can get back to where she used to be, but I just don't know if she wants to get back to where she used to be yeah. anymore, you It's know? like, at, at some point, you have to put away, you know, um, you have to put away or take off the glitz, mm -hmm. you know, um, take off the jewelry and, yeah. you know, 
put yourself in some fuzzy pajamas and just be. Exactly. You know, and exactly. allow yourself to feel whatever you're going to feel in that moment. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she's had anyone give her that opportunity. I know. You know, I feel like she's with what she does and, you know, that she's always trying to impress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, unfortunately, it's just not working for her anymore. Yeah. But I think it's a lot like that. And that's why, going back, mm-hmm. that's why Lady Gaga inspires me. Because she can sit there and... I mean, and her vocals are so good. Yeah. Um, like when she did um, the Sound of Music medley in mm-hmm. at the Oscars, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then she goes and does this whole tour with Tony Bennett and this this you know old school you know um, Rat Pack yeah. feel. Oh my God! You I know. know. Um, and her her vocals are sickening every single time. Um, truly, truly, I think, um, uh, an artist, but not so contrived and into her own thoughts that she can't, um, she can't, you know, take it all off, right? you know, and, and still give back the way she does. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. I think Michael Jackson was a lot like that too. Yeah. Which made him so great. Like he was so... He could do all these really incredible things and have all this show, this glamour and everything, but then he could just step back and really be a person. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I get from Lady Gaga, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she can step back and, like, you see her as an actual person. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not just a singer. She's not just a celebrity. She's not that. She's herself. Yeah. And it's really nice to see people, you know, being more open to just being like, this is me. No makeup. No glitz, no glamour, well, and still be so great at something. That's why I love Adele mm-hmm. because I, 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 I'm so happy that there's a return to the um, to the true vocalists mm-hmm. and true artists. You know, um, I'm so happy because for a minute there, it felt like there was nobody. I know. You know, and there was nothing but Disney princesses and <laughs> you know all these girls, and even now. When you hear Demi Lovato sing, um, and when you hear Ariana Grande sing, I mean, their voices are sickening. They really do have incredible voices. I just wish they weren't put through the machine. Yeah. You know, and that they were, like, for example, Kesha. Yeah. Holy cow. Love her new song. Her Praying. New, have you heard it? Yeah, her new, whole new album. So amazing. It's fantastic. I mean... And it's honest, it's real, it's vulnerable, mm-hmm. and it's unapologetic. Yep. I think I think it is a true triumph. I don't know if she's been nominated for anything yet, but I hope she wins it because, I mean, it's just so great. You know she's written songs for tons of musicians, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I feel like in, in her first album, it was put through the machine. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. And then she got with the weirdness, got yes. weird, yep. and I'm just like, people stop getting weird. <laughs> I feel the same way about, and this this is going to be maybe sacrilegious, but um, I feel the same way about Lana Del Rey. Yeah. A lot of people love her, and I'm like, ew. Like, just no. Like, yeah. you know, like, girl, go jump in the snow or something, you know, like, because <laughs> everything she, she does is so, like, moon, you know, mm-hmm. and, um... Yeah, so I, I, but I, 
I love Kesha's new album. It's really good. Um, and, and yeah, that's why I love Lady Gaga. She's just real. Good. Um, and she, she, her writing to me, you know. I think she takes a lot of time into it. And yeah. I think it's, that's what's so great about, you know, from, you know, you being so musically passionate. And, like, music's a passion of mine, too. It's, like, when we hear somebody that's really, like, it's not just studio magic, and you really hear something really great, yeah. you are you have an appreciation for it. Yeah. More so than most, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, like, you know, she does. She's She's got this type of magic that, you know, only certain people have. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that, like, the, the shows, like, The Voice and... You know, uh, X Factor and mm-hmm. America's Got Talent. They're showcasing these people that um, you know actually have talent. And, Just everyday people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's really it. cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I've auditioned for all of them, by the way. Are you gonna audition for America's Got Talent this year? Probably not. I'm gonna do it. I yeah, I've been watching I'm you. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I've never done it. I've never auditioned for anything. I may not get it. But I'm like, you know, I've said I was going to do it for years. I don't have anything to lose right now no, in my life. So yeah. I was just like, do it. Yeah, why not? At least I can say I did it. Yeah. And, and it is a fun experience, you know. Um, I've auditioned for um, America's Got Talent, for American Idol. Um, I haven't auditioned for The Voice. Um, and I've been told that I should. You should audition for so, The Voice. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's what I want anymore. Yeah. You know, I I would love to sing and create, but mm-hmm. did you read what my dream job would be? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I <laughs> so love that. it you know I'm I'm older now and um, you know in my in my twenties I wanted to, you know um, I don't think I've ever wanted to be a star. Um, I wanted to perform. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sing, but I had a taste of success with my album and um being in the christian music world Mm -hmm. and you know i was nominated twice for male vocalist of the year and male uh, artist of the year for independent christian music Mm -hmm. um the momentum awards in nashville and it it was incredible and you know you have meetings and you meet with, with labels and all kinds of people um but at the same time you know i was closeted then yeah. You know, and um, my music was just so different from everybody else's. Um, but I kept getting the calls and kept getting people, you know, um, kept one people wanting to have those conversations like, you know, so what do you think about this label? And what do you yeah. think of that? that? And um, I've sold a few of my songs um, to different artists. And, um, you know, it's that's it's been great, you know. Um, um, I don't know. I just don't know where what where music lies with me anymore. I know that I want to keep singing mm-hmm. um, and keep writing. Yeah. Um, and fact, you won Pride Superstar here yeah. in Houston. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, I done it. I did it four years ago, okay. and I got third runner up. Um, and then something told me just just go and do it, just to give yourself the opportunity just yeah. to sing again, um, and. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I, I came back with a vengeance. Like I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew uh, the certain songs that I was going to sing and certain ways that I was going to, 
you know, yeah. I knew my finale was going to have a um, an aerialist in it, and so um, yeah, like it was it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. God, yeah, I think it was really cool. I mean, I got to see you sing. Yeah, so I think you're pretty phenomenal. <laughs> oh, thanks. So you're great. Um, so I did want to let you know too. We have a couple more things we'll talk about, okay. but um, I will post your questionnaire too up. Oh. Kind of go along with the podcast okay. if you're okay with that, yeah, so that's that fine. the listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit more yeah, on sure. stuff we didn't talk about. Because um, I think it's kind of fun because you listen to someone and then you're like, well, I want to know a little bit more. So it gives them something a little yeah. extra. Sure. So, okay. So, Game of Thrones. Okay. Okay, Game of Thrones. How do you feel about Jon Snow? Oh, man. Um, you mean with the new twist? Just with, in general. Just oh, in general. Sean. In general? I mean, Yes, God. He's hot as all get out. I love him. I love him. Like, him, and then there was his brother. I can't remember. The guy who got married at the Red Wedding. That was Rob. Robert? Rob. Was it Robert? I can't remember. Robert but he was. He was beautiful, too. He was cute, too, yeah. Um, I love John's arc, story arc. Um, uh-huh. I love where it's, you know... Where now it's taking us, and now we're at this place where <laughs> we're like, he, oh my god, yeah, it's like, um, that's your aunt, dude, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, um, I don't know. I, it, I, it, I, I haven't read the books, okay. Um, but I think that where it could end up is could be brilliant. It's amazing. You know, I could really be brilliant. And I didn't want to watch it at first. And then when I started watching it, I was like, Heather, oh my God, why did you not watch this? <laughs> yeah. It's like nerd alert for you. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Big time. Like, and dragons. I, it's one that I binged, like, I think I, over, over like four days, I hardly got any sleep. And I watched like the first three seasons or That's how like I was that. with Pretty Little Liars. I haven't seen Pretty Little Liars. I would just... Well, it wasn't like... It's not the best show ever written, but like it got me... Like I started watching it just nonchalantly, and then it's like it started getting kind of good, and then it's kind of like I wanted to know who this A was, so then I just kept watching it, and I would watch the episodes, and then I would be like, okay, I can't watch anymore. Yeah. You know? But um, I think it says a lot about a show if it intrigues you. Oh, yeah. You know, Game of Thrones. Like you're just... There's been so many times where I have watched an episode and I cannot sleep that night because I'm still pondering what well, happened yeah. and where it's going. So let's talk a little bit about RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, okay. So did you watch it last season, this past oh, season? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I've watched was, every season. Okay. Who was your favorite this past season? Um, oh, God. This could really, like... <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh... So, I'm really into glamour. Okay. So, um, and and also I I like a queen that knows how to paint her face and she knows her character. Yeah. She knows what she's pu- putting out there. Um, and I think from the moment that she entered into the workroom, um, Valentina just like gave. Fa- I mean, she yeah. gave life. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until. I, and I was so disappointed, obviously. Um, I didn't like the outfit with the whole mask around her face. And I, yeah. and I didn't like what happened. Yeah. Um, I thought it was sad. And um, I thought it was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was uh, definitely um, disappointing for her fans and for her. Yeah. You know? Um, but I... So I, I do like Sasha. I thought she was 
she was very cerebral mm-hmm. in her choices and um so I liked that about her um I kind of like peppermint um I, but uh and I I, I I was a huge fan of um Nina Bonina Brown She's At hilarious. the very beginning. Yeah. And then when she started, like, you know, she got into her head. And I know. It was like, girl, like, stop. Yeah. Because you are about to ruin things for yourself. Exactly. And um, so I, I, I really I was disappointed that she turned out to be that kind of person. And then even after the show, she's been kind of, um, you know, just, uh, again, I don't like, I don't um, um, particularly care for people that are nonchalant and mm-hmm. don't care about other people or care right. you know um and the way they say things or do things or you yeah know. and that's that's very much her to me um but i i'll tell you what man from the get i did not understand why she was there and do, do you know the the lineup for the new season of of uh of uh all stars three uh-uh. oh you don't uh-uh. oh I've been out of my I've been out of my drag game for a little bit, and I need to get back in there. So it's been announced. Okay. The the cast of the Who is season it? three. Who is um, it? So it's um, Trixie Mattel. Okay. I'm, I'm saying the ones that I like and who I think could win first. Um, Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy. Okay. Oh my God, she's she's amazing. That's an amazing queen. Um, uh, well, I'll just I'll just look it up. But I, while I'm doing that, I'll tell you who I really. Um, I don't know why she was there this past season and why she's there this season of All Stars. Aja. You know, I didn't like Aja's attitude. At all. At all. Like, girl. At all. My favorite was, I mean, she didn't, okay, so she didn't really have, I wouldn't say that she was the strongest person because she wasn't the strongest in the group, but I love Pheromone. I thought she was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I I loved her. I thought that she was so pretty. She was killer with her makeup. And then I loved... um, I loved Trinity Taylor, too. I liked Trinity. Mm -hmm. I thought she was really smart. Yes. um, And um, very talented. Very talented. She made herself... She was her character. Mm-hmm. She's she is Trinity Trinity the Tuck Taylor. Exactly. But she made herself different every single time I know. and wasn't afraid to make a fool of herself. Exactly. She learned that from past seasons or whatever. She wasn't afraid to make a fool of herself. Big disappointment was Charlie Hyde's. Yeah. Big disappointment. Yeah, I know. You know. Um, I know. Yeah, just big disappointment to me. Um, okay, here we go. Okay. So, um, this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, season three. This would be a fun podcast, by the way, just to, to do. Well, we should do a follow-up. A follow-up. When does that start? Um, I think in December. Okay, cool. But, um, it's Aja. Okay. Why? Um, I know. I know. Why? I know. I think that, um, she is there to, uh, for the drama. Probably. She's there for good TV. Probably. You have to have that. Just like any show, there's always somebody. She is not enough of a a seasoned queen. Yeah. Um, I don't see the talent there. Yeah. You know, after after Drag Race, you can definitely, you know, pay for skin, um, you know, um, surgery or skin uh, procedures and treatments and all that stuff to get better, um, you know, skin. 
Um, and I think that's what she did. And yeah. then better clothes, better wigs. You yeah. know, you, you make more money, so you can afford to do all that stuff. But um, it was, if you look back at some of her Instagram photos, mm-hmm. they are definitely um, retouched, like yeah. big time. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Aja is definitely, yeah, new. Um, Bendel La Creme. Oh, Bendela. I know, I love her so oh, much. Back. I love her. Um, I loved her first, uh, her season, and I have continued to love her. Um, Chi-Chi Devane. Okay. I love her story. Yeah, she I, has a good story. I love her story. She um, does. Going from rags to riches, you mm-hmm. know, and she's beautiful. Yeah. She's absolutely gorgeous. Um, Kennedy Davenport's um, Milk. <laughs> I know. Um, and I think it's gone to Milk's head a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll see how that turns out. Morgan McMichaels. Morgan. I think could be brilliant. Yep. Um, um, as... Her and Asha, though. Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> you just said it right there. Like, it's going to happen. Shangela. Shangela. This would be her third season. That's insane. On That's insane. Um, but she's definitely an all-star for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Thorgy Thor. Okay. Talented, um, too cerebral, too mm-hmm. into her head. Too much. Where, where Sasha knew where to hold, how to hold back. Yep. Thorgy didn't. Yep. She didn't know how to just, That's you true. know, just, uh, deliver the, the, the line, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then Trixie Mattel. Yep. So, um, my, <laughs> my picks, obviously before everything goes down, um, I love Trixie. Um, I love Shangela um, and Kennedy Davenport. Yeah. Those, I think those three, three of those would, um, those three would make um, a great addition to the all-star um, queen yeah. list. I think so. Um, I, I would love to see Kennedy get it because I think she has what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, um, we don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. So um, we'll kind of wrap up here in okay. just a few minutes, but we'll go over a couple more things, a couple more questions I want to ask you. So um, first and foremost, I'm thinking about doing a carpool karaoke, and I think that we should do it. Yeah. I'm working on trying to find the camera that you need for the car, but I think it would be really fun to do it in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I think that we would have fun. Totally. Okay. We'll totally have to do that. Um, what is one of your favorite things about Houston? You know, um, definitely it's diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can find something to do pretty much every night of the week. Um, there's so many great restaurants and bars and grills and I mean even just breakfast places um and uh and for being a city that isn't known for its art so we have a lot of art in our city yeah um not just the museum district but no. we've got art everywhere it's like everywhere and I love you know? that too yeah. I and love it architectural art as well you I know? want to go like glue googly eyes on like cracks in the street there's some that guy like fun. overseas that did that and mm-hmm. it was just the coolest article I ever read and I was like that, that's something I would do that would be fun out of the Heather playbook have you seen the there's like people that um they cement a hard drive no. They, they cement the hard drive into the wall. That is so then, neat. Yeah, yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, what would you do if you were in charge of the world? 
<laughs> You're like, that's totally random <laughs> and totally weird. In charge of the world. Like, if you were, like, in charge of the world or, like, in charge of, like, yeah. Like, if you had, like, this mat, like, you just, you could, like, make the world better. Like, if you had the capacity just to make the world better, what would you do? What would be, like, one of your biggest accomplishments, you think? I mean, I think, I think saying tolerance would be, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, a thing, but, um, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know because I mean, hunger, you know, uh, poverty, you know, um, the class system, you know, there's so many things that I, I would love to change, have changed, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't ever, now, now, especially now with the, you know, I thought when Obama was in, was president, you know, that Mm -hmm. we were moving forward. Yeah. And instead, we have literally gone back to the 1950s and, um, it's, it's scarier now though. Yeah. Um, uh, because as an adult, we see things for what they are. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's even scarier. So yeah. it's like, oh, man, like, how are, how can we, what can we do? I know. Um, and even, you know, like with the, in the wake of Hurricane Harvey, you know, there, there are people um, out there that are taking advantage of other people's misfortunes. I know, it's horrible. And it's horrible. It's so, so sad and heartbreaking and, and, um, and yet we still have, I mean, even now just all the stuff that's going on uh in the in the you know in hollywood with all the sexual predators and um and it's been going on for years though for and people, years and people use you know, what, what one thing i am like one thing i will say is even though our country is not necessarily going forward and so many people are becoming divided over politics so much when we really shouldn't be we're all united we're yeah. all the same being but I am kind of glad that all this stuff is coming out and people are taking more note of it because, like, we can go back to, like, for instance, Corey Feldman. He said this for years, mm-hmm. and people just told him he was crazy. Yeah. You know, and so now that people are more, more like, opened-eyed about it, I think that it's great that people are feeling that they can come out and that they have the freedom to come out and well, say something. It's crazy because um, it went from, like, you know... Um, Rose McGowan uh, being sexually assaulted mm-hmm. to now Anthony Rapp yeah. being, you know, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey as a child. Yes. He wasn't Rose McGowan as an adult. No. He was a child. Yes. He was 14 years old. Yes. I have questions about why a 14-year-old was at an adult party. And you too. You know? Um, and I have questions about why he felt to, he could go to Kevin Spacey's bedroom and watch TV there. Like... You know, I remember being a gay 14-year-old kid and, you know, we all, we had dirty minds, you know? Yeah. But um, still there's a, a level of appropriateness right. that um, Kevin has admitted to. Well, saying that he doesn't remember because he was drunk or whatever and apologized, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, it, it's now become this whole thing where, you know, um, he went from sexual assault and sexual um, inappropriateness or harassment um, to um, molestation. I know. And 
you know, um, sexual assault. I mean, there, you know, there was Corey Haim. Corey, Corey Feldman talks about Corey Haim and how many um, there were there were multiple yeah. high powered uh, individuals oh, yeah. that raped him. It oh, wasn't yeah. even just. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, assault or you know, whatever it was. It I was even think it rape. goes into like not to get really into it because I've just totally learned that you don't talk politics as a social suicide. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I pretty much have been like, yeah. I even got like viciously attacked by somebody I've known since like elementary school. Oh yeah. But because I said something like I'm yeah. just horrible, yeah. and it they took it the wrong way. Yeah. So, but I think that. You know, not only stuff that's been going on in Hollywood and all this other stuff, but like it goes up even into the higher, like the the politicians. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know about going oh, on yeah. there too. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's just a lot. Like yeah. it's just so much. And for and like social media, we see so much. It's like it's so hard to. It's not like it's not hard to pick a side, but it's just so it's so overwhelming. Yeah. And there's so much that like is come into the light of surfaces, which I think is good in a lot of ways because, you know, I think people should pay for some of the stuff that they've done. But at the same time, it's like, it's causing, it's causing like all these, these just bad, these bad feelings, you know, and people are just, it's really hard to like, it's really hard to like look at somebody who like you liked as an actor and then to find out something about them. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like, what else don't I know? Yeah. And do I want to know? Yeah. Because how am I going to feel? Well, and that's the whole thing, you know. Um, I think at a certain point in my life, I, I just stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I started being more go with the flow instead yeah. of very, um, um, like I was a high strung person. Mm-hmm. And I was I really cared about that, you know, one certain thing. Yeah. And I still am. Like I, I care about certain things going a certain way um and when they don't it takes me a minute to go okay chill out you know it's gonna be okay and then i just move forward yeah um but that's why i you know sometimes i will just put my phone down oh yeah you have to i have to walk away (laughs) and i don't i don't have regular television Mm -hmm. you know um i can't watch the news it gives me anxiety yeah it can't yeah i just don't so i literally um will walk away and then i i talk to alexa and i tell her to alexa play some classics uh jazz and swing yeah and i just take myself back to an era where there was definitely a lot of problems and definitely a lot of issues but not the issues that we're facing today and um it was a simpler time yeah and um, that I miss that even for, even for us, right. you know, the eighties, the nineties, right. it I was mean, a simple it was time. Great. Like yeah. I didn't have. I mean, there were you know, there's there's been bad in every era. Yeah, there's always for sure. been bad. But like you know, the eighties and nineties, like I I didn't see so much division between people. Like ever before. Ever before. Yeah. Even you know. Even though, like, you know, sometimes in, like, some of the 80s and the 90s, like, people were still very, you know, constricted of even being, like, openly gay. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even though now that's, it's more open and more easily expressed and it's accepted, I feel that we're still being divided and we shouldn't be. You well, know, we've grown as a society. We should be 
empowering and loving of each other. Yeah, you know? and it definitely isn't that at all. I know. In fact, it's to me, it's um, and that's de- definitely something that is in my head. You know, that yeah. the, the the new generation coming up of young gay kids. You know, yeah. they're coming out sooner and sooner, um, and or earlier and earlier, and they don't understand the struggle. I know. They don't know what we some of us had to go through. I know. You know, um, and and granted, that's why we fought for it, right. and that's why our other people that came before us mm-hmm. fought for it. Um, but what does that mean for the generations to come? I know. You know, and um, you know, I I I am like a big brother to a couple of different um, gay kids that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I want to make sure that they know what it was like yeah. and the struggle you know um and to be appreciative of yeah. what they have you know um and with kids in general mm-hmm. you know um i saw i just saw a funny video where a baby literally like less than less than a year old um had a phone mm-hmm. uh, you know a, yeah. a phone and um, like a phone that we know now, like a, like a, <laughs> it's a crazy uh, to me. What are, what, what are they even called now? Like for there's phones, but it's not a tablet. It's a phone an Android. It, it was like an iPhone. Yeah. 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 So, and it was lit up and it was looking at it and it's dad took it away and it went insane. Ballistic crying. I know. Remember, we used to have to, like, I used to have to, like, ride my bike to find where my friends were. Uh-huh. Back in the day. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Like. That, <laughs> like, we had rotary phones. <laughs> yes. Um, if you wanted to call somebody, you had to go to um, a payphone. Mm-hmm. Or you call Collect if you didn't have money. Oh, and you'd, yeah. be like, you'd be like, hey, it's me. When this says, like, please record your name. Hey, it's me. I need you to pick me up at the corner store. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Know? Or pagers. Remember pagers? Oh my god, I, I remember, yes, I remember pagers because I have boyfriends that have pagers. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it was just like, they'd be like, page me later, girl. Like, <laughs> I mean. What does that even mean? I was I know. like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was, it was a simpler time. I missed yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. But, um, and I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take to get back to that place of, and maybe we'll never get back there. I know. You know, and, um. Um, but still mentally and spiritually and just physically, we've got to find some kind of peace in order to not go insane with everything that's, you know, all the, I mean, we're bombarded with information, ads and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. That's why I have to, like when I get home, my decompression is I strip to my boxers (laughs) and I listen to some jazz and swing. Yeah. You know, and I and I just cuddle with my puppies for like a good half hour. Don't you love being not a dog more. parent? Oh yeah, especially I do mine. Too. Lucky and Lola, they're amazing. I love that. So, yeah. How, how do they get their names? Well, Lola, Lola's a, literally a love story. Um, the way I got her. So my mom had a Chihuahua when I moved out in twenty in two thousand six. Uh-huh. Um, I moved into the city. We were in Katy, and I moved into the city and. Um, my mom said it was my birthday and she's like, I'm going to get you a chihuahua because that's what you've been wanting. Yeah. So I searched everywhere for her. Um, and I knew that I wanted her to be white and smaller. Um, and I knew that her name was going to be Lola. Yeah. 
I just it. I just knew it. Yeah. Um, so I finally, I mean, I called everywhere looking for, you know, this specific chihuahua. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just going to go to the pound and find someone. Um, and then I called this one lady that was out um, past um, Wharton. Okay. Um, El Campo-ish area. And um, she said, yeah, I have, you know, I have two left. And we were going to keep the runs because, you know, she's so beautiful. But, um, you know, if you want her, you can have her. And I was just like, can you do me a favor? Can you just call out the name Lola? Can you just say Lola? And so she said, Lola. And all of a sudden, she said that Lola, like, her head bopped up. And she, like, ran over to her. Love it. So I was like. It makes my heart. I was like, makes okay. makes my heart melt. I was like, I will meet you tomorrow. Um, and so it. we met her at Hinz's Barbecue. Um, me and my, my best friend at the time, and, um, we, we were just there waiting, and they pulled up in a truck, and it was, uh, the three people, and they were in a box, the two were in a box in, in the middle, and, um, as soon as they parked and stopped, Lola's head popped up, and our eyes met, and I'm literally, this is, like, how it happened, our eyes met, and I was like, it's her, like, it's her, it's her, and so she... They, I got out of the car and my, they got out of the truck and um, me and my, my friend were, we went around and, and I just looked at her and I said, hi, Lola. You know, and oh, it was just this no. moment and I just I picked her up. <laughs> I just picked her up and I just held her and we just both knew. We I just know. both knew. And literally, she's going to be 12 on Christmas Eve. I love that. So it's a love story, and she is like she's my she's my baby. She's my daughter. That's how Ella is yeah. to me. Yeah. She, I mean, I've had her. She's ten. She'll be eleven. It's just like a dog's been through everything with me. Yeah, and and that's everything. how I feel like she's also throughout everything that I've been through. Yeah. From from you know parents separating to you know um, my music career. Yeah. You know um, my two relationships and moving to Austin, you know, and she has been there through all of it. She is my witness. She knows. Yeah. She knows. And, um, she literally is what keeps me alive. I love that. She is, she is the number one reason I'm alive today. Yeah. It's powerful. It is. It's amazing what animal, it's amazing. Like animals are great, but there's just something like special when you have that one dog. I mean, I've had dogs in my life growing mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. but I've never had one that's like Ella. Yeah. Just like how Lola is to you. When you have that one person that's just, that one being, that little fur ball. Yeah. That like, just, she know, they, they know. Mm-hmm. They know you. Yeah. They know when you're sad. They know when you're happy. They know when you just need them to just like, be right there yeah. or by you. And yeah. it's like, you're not even asking them to do that. On my album, I, I wrote it when I was writing the album. Uh-huh. Um, I wrote, I was trying to you know think of just lyrics and stuff, and um, I had I had got gotten her recently, and so I every time I would look at her, she would just always be looking at me, mm-hmm. and she would look away, whatever, and then I would you know look away, and then I'd look at her, and she would look right back at me, because she could just tell. Yeah. So I I just came up with the lyric. Um, when I'm feeling low, all I gotta know is that you're with me. Yeah. When I'm feeling down, I take a look around and you are there. And so that became one of the songs on the album. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She's great. She's fantastic. And Lucky is just he's a little punk. 
He's a little <laughs> little um yeah he's how old's Lucky? Lucky um is six now six. or will be six in April. Yeah. So um he's also he's he's great though. There's um and and he was a rescue. He was um a friend of mine was moving into an apartment and a high rise apartment and could only have one and he had two. Yeah. And um it was gonna. He was either gonna go to me or somebody else, mm-hmm. and the other the other guy had um, a large, big black dog. Okay. And I said, Oh no, 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 no. no Just he's come coming. Here. He's coming with me. Um, and yeah, it was definitely. It's been an up and down relationship with me and Lucky, <laughs> because he's a punk. And he's a little boy. Yeah. And um, but he's ugh, when when the moment is right, he he like falls into me. Yeah. Um, Lola just likes to, you know, sit and be by me, but um, Lucky's like right here and just falls into my arms. I love that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it has been a pleasure. Yeah. I feel like we could talk for like 10 more hours. I completely like we honestly think so too, yeah. could. So we'll have to do a follow up episode for sure. You got it. Yeah, true. But um, thank you guys so much for listening today. It was a pleasure, Leo. You are a beautiful person. Oh, thank you. And I love your friendship. And I'm so glad that you did this. Well, thank you for having me. And I can't wait to come back. Sounds great. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Have a great night. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, yeah. (laughs) Go do something spooky. Yes. (laughs) Mom and Dad tell me that you have a friend. His name is Rory. He lives here, too. It's always sad. Do you mind if I try to see said no.